Welcome to episode one of Sport Oregon Voices. This podcast gives you an insider's look at upcoming events and shares the unique stories that prove there's no better place in the world for sports than here in Oregon. This week is all about the World Athletics Championships Oregon 22, an unmissable global experience taking place in the United States for the very first time. The best track and field athletes in the world are descending on Oregon next week for a celebration of diversity, human potential, and athletic achievement. This extraordinary showcase is taking center stage in the heart and home of the sport of track and field, Hayward Field at the University of Oregon. Today, we're joined by three staff members from World Athletics Championships, Oregon 22, Sasha Spencer Atwood, Alexandra Rudd, and AJ Galton. If you want sport at the highest level, we've got you. Welcome to episode one of Sport Oregon Voices. Hi, everyone, and welcome into episode one of Sport Oregon Voices. My name is Sasha Spencer Atwood, and I'm joined by two of my wonderful colleagues down here at the epicenter, right, guys? World Championships Oregon 22 headquarters in Eugene, Oregon. I would ask how you guys are doing right now, but I think I could probably answer that for all of us. I'm feeling you. Um, We're, you know, a week away from hosting the largest sporting event that's ever been held in Oregon. Super excited about it. A little nervous as well, but I think, you know, the time's coming when we kind of have an opportunity to step back and reflect on what it was all for right like why are we doing this how did we get here and hopefully some of that will motivate us (laughs) in the coming weeks to kind of stay focused and excited about all the amazing work that that is going on alex i think when um gosh i started working on this project in 2013 someone just reminded me at the um at the foundation uh, luncheon I went to the other day for University of Oregon Foundation. And um, it's it seems like a long, long time ago, but it's amazing how much work has been done. And I can tell you that the, the piece of this, um, with all of the kind of planning and preparation facilities and things like that, that, uh, that I think is going to be like, an, be the most impactful and leave the, most impressive legacy is the work that you're doing around you know all of the youth engagement so introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about about the work that you're doing well thank you sasha (laughs) those are big shoes to fill uh i hope all of the event is impactful in many different ways for for many different people Uh, but yeah i'm i'm really excited to see uh, everything coming to life and feel pretty good about what we've been able to accomplish. So yeah, to, to answer your uh, prompt there a little bit about what I've been doing, um, specifically my project within the project was to uh, plan, scope, and execute a youth engagement program. Um, some way to really create touch points to the World Athletics Championships Oregon 22 for a variety of people, whether they are existing track fans or not. Um, So when I first started back in July, a lot of what I was doing was focusing on bringing to life the concept of making tracks, which essentially is a curriculum um, we created with input from local educators. Um, about the World Athletics Championships, about the sport of track and field, and really about 
how interesting and exciting this moment in history is mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. the US, for Oregon, and for Lane County and Eugene. Coming up with ideas, <laughs> writing lesson plans, <laughs> figuring out how to fit all these things together, figuring out, you know, from my perspective, from educators' perspectives, from kids' perspectives, what would you really want to know yeah. about this experience if you had no background right. about what we're doing um, right. and you're not coming into it as a track fan already? So, um, yeah, we had we had a lot of fun with that. Um, phase of the project. Uh, we built the Making Tracks website, which essentially features a digital activity library designed for teachers, um, organizational leaders that are working with youth, such mm -hmm. as summer camp mm -hmm. programs, um, and even families and parents to go and search for activities, resources, lesson plans that are all themed around yeah. um, the event. Yeah. Um, but we really tried to look at it from a broader lens of just focusing on the sport of track and field. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of uh, introduction and kind of ways to explore the sport and the fundamental skills of the sport, mm -hmm. but uh, it's really much broader than that. You know, we decided on five content categories, five tracks within making <laughs> tracks mm -hmm. um, that we sort of built this curriculum around and those range from global explorations to career exploration to STEM. Um, really trying to show the community and the state and the world that no matter what your focus area is as yeah. an educator, what your passion is as a kid, um, there's a way to make this event relevant to our right. lives, to talk about it, to start a conversation, and to celebrate that it's happening. Yeah. Because for most of us, maybe all of us, it's a once in a lifetime thing. So mm -hmm. um, we gotta celebrate that, we gotta embrace that. And like you said earlier, we have to, um, even though there's still lots of things to stress <laughs> about in the home stretch here, we have to uh, kind of look back at at what we achieved and um, and celebrate that. Perspective bit. is key, huh? Yeah, yeah definitely. Now, AJ, as, as Alex was talking about the youth that she targets and their families, what's going through my head is those are all your people, right? Like yeah. in one form or another, those are the people that you are responsible for, for looking after and engaging and enhancing the the experience as spectators. Yes, yes, and I'm so grateful to Alex for creating all the touch points up to now. So yes, and kind of my role as fan experience director is trying to find ways to engage and enhance the experience for all of those kind of enjoying with the sport, whether they're engaging on our website and finding out you know more about it, if they want to buy tickets, how the youth can really enjoy and then, you know, and everything you're doing to build the excitement for those youth and community groups and families to get to the venue. Um, yeah, we, we think about a lot of their journey and mm -hmm. there's a, quite a few mm -hmm. different fan journeys on their route to getting to the championships next week, yeah. which is kind of wild. Well, um, I think that your route to getting to the championships is one that <laughs> is, is interesting and yes. intriguing to me. You're one of, you know, it's the way that our staff has come together. Like not everyone comes from the event events world, but yeah. you're one of my people who, yeah. who do also come from the events world, but you're also local, right? Yeah. You're local to this area. And so you came back from yeah. New Orleans to lend your expertise to what we're doing here. And um, and so what's it like, like seeing this super cool thing? You're used to traveling the world, working yeah. at different sporting events, and now you're doing one at home. Yeah, I gotta say it's awesome for it to come to our backyard, right? Growing up here, you know, there was duck games. It is the home of the Oregon Ducks, but like broader than that, you know, you had to go to Portland or Seattle mm -hmm. or Northern California to, to experience some of these big impactful events. And yeah, for something like this, 
after 10 years of, you know, working at events and progressively trying to get to a point where, you know, producing a global event with the mm -hmm. impact that mm -hmm. one like this has, I mean, it means so much to be able to do it here in Eugene and, and with, you know, you guys specifically, but having it here, you know, after looking at it, driving past <laughs> Franklin, driving past the old Hayward Field, spending time on campus as a kid and now being here and, yeah. you know, helping, you know, create and drive a very impactful mm -hmm. event for this community and then figuring out that, it, oh my gosh, people across the world are gonna see our backyard yeah. mm -hmm. it is pretty awesome. It um, is, and yeah. you know, I I have that same, you know, kind of awe yeah. from the perspective of an athlete. I'm yeah. I'm an Oregonian, I'm not local to Eugene, but I grew up running at Hayward. Yeah. Gosh, I think I ran at Hayward for the first time I was eight years old. Wow. Um, and it was just always this kind of place of folklore. Um, my aunt ran here. Wow. She was on the team at University of Oregon. She's um, in the Hall of Fame. And as an athlete who competed here in kind of, you know, my high school state championships, but also NCAA championships and, and Olympic trials, to see this finally come here, I think that I probably was in the camp, like right up until we, you know, submitted the bid of the people who were like, could we really do that here? Yeah. Like, is that yeah, possible? Yeah. When you think about the previous host cities and, you know, it was in Doha in 2019, in London in 2017, in Beijing before that. And now, alongside those other global names, they'll say Oregon. You it's know? so interesting, isn't it? Right? I mean, like, it, it's just, I, and again, I came from outside the track and field world, yeah. right? But mm -hmm. an event of this size here is just so unique yeah. and, and a moment to be celebrated, yeah. for sure. Well, I can tell you from an athlete's perspective that this has always been a really special place for yeah. us. I mean, People, people um, look forward to running here for U.S. champs. They look forward to Prefontaine Classic. You know, we hosted World Junior Championships here in mm -hmm. 2014. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we there's that, that kind of saying about the Hayward Magic, and athletes definitely get it, right? Like, it's just one of the few places in the U.S. where you can fill a stadium with people um, who are excited and enthusiastic about the sport almost as part of culture, right? Yeah. Like it's not like track meets aren't just sporting events. It's kind of who this town is and part of it's a community event. It is a community event. It's yeah. what like has been cultivated here since, you know, the days of of Dellinger and Hayward and mm -hmm. Coach Bowerman. And so to have it here for athletes is, is kind of a coming home in a way. We've gotten to run a lot of major events here, but never anything of this magnitude. I have this memory um, that just reminds me of how much we maybe take that for granted as Oregonians, whether native Oregonians or just having lived here a long time, of how meaningful Eugene Hayward Field is yeah. to that broader audience, to that international audience. Mm -hmm. um, I had a memory when when writing a, um, a piece for the Marcom team earlier this year of uh, my great-grandfather in Finland. My, my mm. family is Finnish. Um, we would go back uh, for the summer holidays every few years to spend time with my grandparents and my great-grandparents. And my great-grandfather um, ran track and field all the way through his master's years oh, and competed wow. internationally. Mm -hmm. And he always told the story to us of the only time he ever came to the United States was to run um, at the World Masters in the 80s in Eugene, Oregon <laughs> at Hayward Field. Um, and he, he gets had, points for effort. Yeah, there. yeah. He had this world map in his uh, wall in sort of the room where he kept all of his medals and trophies and whatnot and would put the pins in the countries of all the places they had gone. and. 
you know, Eugene, Oregon was, yeah. was on there with all the other world majors and, mm. you know, major um, Olympic host cities and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's so interesting and special to realize that this really right. is a special space for the sport of track and field, not just here, but beyond. And oh, we yeah. get to um, kind of remind the world of that and welcome the world here. And how awesome for all those runners and athletes to actually like understand mm-hmm. it now, right? Mm-hmm. You know, hearing about it, the lore and the conversations and the stories, and then they're going to come, they're going to run here in Eugene and Haywardville and then take those back, right? Yeah, yeah. And the, the legacy of that is just incredible. Well, and that, I think, was really kind of the motivation from, I know, um, a travel organ standpoint. I oh, mean, yeah. what made them excited to be supportive of the bid from the beginning was the fact that it was this kind of 10-day-long advertisement for yeah, the state Oregon. of Oregon, yeah. right? And and we we think back and, and take take in all of those big picture things but right now as we sit so close to delivery i know i'm worried about lots of the small things um but just tell me a little bit like your day-to-day aj give me an overview of the event you're obviously the the front of house manager for the your games time role yeah um so what are you thinking about what are what are your fans preparing to experience yeah thanks i mean that's a loaded question (laughs) right i mean uh so the difference in where uh for those who have attended events at hayward field before you know, and Olympic trials, you know, there had been space around the stadium for kind of a culture, music and arts, community space. Uh, Just the nature of what's needed at these championships, as we all know, space is at a premium, right? So Mm -hmm. we have opened up a little bit of space on Agate Street for engagement of local food trucks and food vendors and merchandise and uh, local animation to kind of bring the community right to mm-hmm. Hayward Field and meet you know the world travelers where they're going yeah right um, so I'm thinking about that a lot right now concessions mm-hmm. um, we just had a great conversation today about event presentation there's a brand new video yeah. board mm-hmm. my gosh the size mm-hmm. of that thing is incredible I mean that um, rivals some some American football stadium yes definitely <laughs> uh, definitely bigger than any you know video screen I've been a part of in, in the past yeah. and that thing is, is amazing and and the, the technology nowadays is just mind-blowing, what mm-hmm. they can do mm-hmm. on that. So trying to find ways to really make it an unmissable event. I mean, we all know from sitting in Hayward Field, you know, for those traveling, you're going to sit in a seat closer to the athletes than you've ever sat before, yep. right? So that part is done, mm-hmm. right? The rest of it, the experience, we're really trying to, to curate their journey from when they wake up and how they get to the venue and get fed, get watered, Enjoy enjoy the experience around the the um, events on the field of play, and yeah. I also just have to do a huge shout out to you know Travel Lane County, Travel Oregon, mm-hmm. all of our you know city activation stakeholders because we weren't able to create the type of community and culture and arts experience that one might anticipate right outside of the gates of Hayward mm-hmm. Field. Mm-hmm. It's happening throughout the city. Yeah. You know the Riverfront Festival. All the concert venues are opening up. All the restaurants are going to be open and available for the people coming into town. The um, some of them even after nine p.m. I hear. Oh my which gosh! For Eugene is, is special. really it's hanging special. out late. But I mean, the beer scene, the food scene, <laughs> the 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 market scene, like yeah. it's all ready yeah. to open up for ten days yeah. to welcome the world. And even the Champion World Host Program. I mean, like. For the mm-hmm. hospitality sector to be prepared on how to welcome people coming from outside of Oregon 
over those 10 days. I mean, yeah. everybody's really stepped up to to really take care of our fans. Yeah. So I appreciate all the work everybody's been doing in that space. And really showcase the best of us, right? Oh my gosh, I mean, that's yeah. what I think we're, we, we say that we want to be the best of all worlds. Yeah. And, and that means, you know, kind of both broadly as an event, but it's also the best of who we are as Oregonians and Eugene. We're very different. You know, I say oftentimes I talk about this, that we're not Paris and we're not London, but we're unapologetically Eugene. Yeah. And this is an opportunity for the people coming here to get kind of a taste of that local flavor. I know for, for me, from an athlete standpoint too, this is the first time that um, world championships athletes have ever been hosted in an athlete village, kind of an Olympic style athlete awesome. village, AKA the residence halls. Um, so <laughs> they're gonna love that. They're gonna love I it. They wait. are gonna love it's it. We're gonna stay below eighty degrees. Before. It's gonna be a once in a lifetime situation um, that I'm Who slightly want nervous to go to college, about. Yeah, right? right. But I mean, honestly, it really is. Not everyone, especially in this international environment, they haven't all had this kind of university experience yeah. that we oh, have seriously. here in the U.S. Yeah. Um, and so the chance, I think, between the fact that not a lot of people have had this kind of campus sport experience, but also um, that we've been, their last few championships have been severely impacted by COVID, right? Yeah. Like, so coming off of the Beijing games where everything was limited and restricted and there were those, you know, plexiglass barriers between everyone yeah. to having it canceled, you know, previous, yeah. previously. And then even Doha was just so hot yeah. <laughs> that it was a different, you know, in October. So it was all very different. And we're coming out of this pandemic and, and I think all celebrating the fact that we get to be together again. And I think that the U.S. college experience is a great place. Like it's a community build. We go to school like to learn how to be social as yeah. opposed to a lot yeah. of other countries that go there. To, to really interact with all the people. Yeah, who to really hit it hard on the academics. We're like, yeah, we just want to figure out how to be like neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping that the fact that we have this village, we have an international plaza, um, which is our kind of main communal space that I'm really excited about. It's coming together. That'll be populated with you know, music acts and yoga and kind of all the organ things, um, but really intended as a place for athletes to be able to watch the event on the different viewing screens, but also just hang out with one yeah. another again. I I'm mean, excited I to hear the feedback of like yeah. what that is like for them. Yeah, you that's, know? that's like some of my day to day. One of the big features in there, Alex, is this backdrop that one of your youth contestants designed and you guys yes. have done a lot of that, right? A lot of engaging youth. I know you are in the midst of a statewide tour of sorts, going around to uh, to different communities. Tell me a little bit about how that's going. I know you've had some special guests join you. Uh, yeah, well, um, just to provide a little more background on the backdrop, um, yeah, another element of the Making Tracks Youth Engagement Program has been this idea of sort of uh, monthly, or maybe we fell off the cadence of exactly monthly, but um, contests or, you know, limited duration special events um, that youth or classrooms of youth could also participate in, um, in addition to sort of the ongoing free digital online programs. So I think the very first contest we launched back in January was an art contest. <laughs> the prize was to have your art become a 
live piece in the um, athlete village. So I know our um, youth winner is very excited to actually come see that in person. They Her family be. is flying in from New Jersey um, to be a part of the opening day. I didn't know the winner was from New day. Jersey. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and uh, to to see that. So. Um, so fun to kind of have those little stories within yeah <laughs> within the full story of what this event meant to mm -hmm. an individual kid or family you know yeah. that's going to be something um this young artist hopefully remembers mm -hmm. forever and mm -hmm. um inspires uh uh, her path moving forward, I would hope. Um, but yeah, uh, another thing that I'm excited to <laughs> see, hopefully in the Athlete Village uh, and throughout the venue, are um, memories from the Worldwide Welcome Youth mm, Relay mm -hmm, as well. Sure. Uh, so since April, we have been um, having youth groups, so school-based groups or um, youth track teams, youth running clubs, all take on a one-mile leg of this ongoing virtual relay that lasted 100 days mm -hmm. to count down to um, Oregon 22 launching. Uh, but the really fun part of it is each of these groups was randomly paired with one of the 212-ish nations um, coming to compete in the championships and their job was to welcome that nation, to dedicate their mile run to that nation, and then to send back contact content of what welcoming that nation Did meant you to get them. a lot back? So yeah, we have hundreds of Whoa. adorable, inspiring, <laughs> hilarious um, videos of teams sending little 10 second welcome messages to these international teams. Um, Lot of kids learned a greeting in another oh. language. Uh -huh. um, you know, some people planned acrobatic somersault oh, videos, wow. cartwheels, all all the tricks, all the stops. Um, so I really hope that some of those tiny moments um, do get seen and noticed um, and appreciated by athletes from those countries, um, and again create that lasting memory of wow, um, you know, Oregon and the U.S. really really put their best foot forward and in, in yeah. trying to show us what, what they're all about and make us feel welcome. Another part of the youth engagement program, um, as you said, was this idea, um, sort of our phase three here in the spring towards the end of the school year was getting out there in the community mm -hmm. in person, um, engaging as much as we could. Um, so we've been traveling around with Legend the Bigfoot, <laughs> the official mascot. You couldn't have, you couldn't have a global sporting Oregon event 22. without a without a mascot, <laughs> no, right, AJ? No way. Yeah. That was Absolutely AJ's not. project, by yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah, so we've been taking Legend to um, schools, summer camp groups, um, to sort of explore track and field activities, uh, pop-up activity stations mm -hmm. uh, with kids, get out there, throw the turbo jab, mm -hmm. do the long jump, um, that sort of thing. It's been a blast. Um, we had an overlap um, with uh, Oregon's Governor Brown up in Portland at Roosevelt High School um, earlier this month, and uh, that was that was really uh, special um, for those student athletes. It was specifically with the the track team, um, and again, just so special to uh, see those kids be inspired um, by the opportunity to meet the governor, um, but also just to hear more firsthand from us about the World Athletics Championships. Um, and many of those kids will also be attending our opening session, which is all sort of youth and community yeah. focused. 
um, and just yeah, seeing those seeing those eyes light <laughs> up and and say, oh wow, we, we really get to go to worlds. That's yeah. so great. That's so awesome. So, and you just you never know what sparks it for kids, right? Yeah. We talk a lot about within the sport about you know how do you grow the sport, and we kind of shake our fists at the mm-hmm. at the ether. Um, wondering why not everyone in this country loves the sport of track and field as much as we do, but it really does start with, you know, with kind of planting that seed in people young. And I remember I ran the the 2006 Olympic Games. I was part of Coca-Cola's torch, Olympic torch relay across, wow. the, across the country. I can't even, I don't even remember what grade I was in. Maybe like the sixth grade or something. But um but I still remember that, right? And like, even if I hadn't been a Why track and field athlete at that same point, oh like man, <laughs> I have a couple of high room. school pictures over. Christian hung some up over by my desk, so you can come okay. by and you can see high school. <laughs> I'll come stop by. Sasha, but but no, seriously, like just planting that seed and and sparking that thing. It's not not just from a particip- participation standpoint. Like our our next stars are out there somewhere right. learning how to tie their shoes. But also um, from a fan standpoint, you know, majority of people aren't going to participate in track and field, but they will be lifelong fans. And I think that that this event really gives us an opportunity to like plant a memorable flag in in the culture and the psyche of this state um, as as that next generation is coming up and and trying to figure out what they're into. And you never know what's going to spark that that kid's interest, right? Is it legend? I remember legend came and taught me how to throw the shot put, right? Is it an athlete, right? Or is it learning about the culture and the geography of all potentially the athletes coming here and then seeing them in town, right? Or is it, you know what, I just like running and I I just needed to be exposed, Right. right? Right. And there's just so many different ways to, to actually make that touch point. Yeah. And and we talk about legend. We can't just gloss over legend because <laughs> legend has been such a long time it's in the been making. A project. I mean, we went it's from mascot to no mascot to yep. AJ working on the mascot. Yes. How did you end up at, how did we end up with legend the Bigfoot anyway? I mean, you were there. <laughs> uh, it was quite a collaboration. I think we even started July when you, right when you were onboarded. I mean, you know, it's been a group effort with all local stakeholders. We hired some some companies and some designers to help us throw everything on the wall, right? I think we had... Uh, I think we were down to the top three when I Is that started. what it was? I, do, I think that my kids and I helped, helped well, narrow down I definitely the top asked, cause I definitely asked everybody with children <laughs> of any age, right? Hans, our medical director's kids are all high school age and above. Yeah. I said it with you. I said Eric's kids are a little bit younger than yours. Yeah, we waited. Does this scare anybody, right? Like, you know, like we definitely can't. That's a good gauge. You, you know, want to stay away like, from the creepy. Yeah. Well, and then Legend's first public appearance was one of our youth engagement events. So everyone was sort of holding their breath to yep. see, okay, are we going to get laughs or tears? Right. What's going to happen uh, here? Exactly. Pass the laugh test. Thank so goodness. Oh, my good. gosh. I was, I, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we had a lot of different ideas on the wall, right? And there's a lot of different mascots out there and trying to be unique. But, you know. Yeah of place and culture and you know yeah. uh, uniquely organ but then also have the ability to make direct ties to the yeah. physicality of the sport you yeah. know i mean Which a I think bigfoot we're gonna do. yeah a bigfoot is a very organ it's a very organ thing yes so i think you nailed yes. it with that well it was a team effort but thanks you know, <laughs> I, I have to send thanks i have some gift baskets to your kids for your help um well and and you know i'm i have my checklist of like all the things that I need to do. 
Um, but you know what? Right alongside that, and I've made this mistake, mistake before because I've worked these global events and you spend years organizing them, right? Yeah. And then from somewhere a couple blocks away, you kind of hear the gun go off and you're like, oh, I wonder what race that is. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like thousands of people really enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like slaving away in a dorm somewhere. Um, is there so, any that you're going to go see? Well, so this is the thing. I have set, I have a timetable on my desk and I am circling things and like setting alerts this in one? my calendars. Yeah. Yes, for things that I want to be sure to be in the stadium I'm to see. I'm curious what yours are. What, what well, are so this is the prime advice for yes, season event expert. Yes, I know. We need and teams director, Otherwise. previous <laughs> previous winner, you know, previous championship runner. Who, who, who should we go see? The thing is, if you don't do this, you just won't be in the stadium to see things and then yeah. everyone else will be super excited for years and years and you will have to admit that you actually never saw a race. Oh yeah, so, yeah. I was so definitely do that. in the dorm. <laughs> oh yeah, I was peeling tape off of field I have too many stories too. to count. I, I have so many, I mean, I don't want to distract, but I have so many stories to count of like performance acts and yeah. athlete experiences that I've missed. Yeah, things that right? you never saw. That I'm embarrassed to even put on record, you know? Um, you know, the, the crazy thing is I could easily go down and like list the big time finals that'll be super exciting to see. But I can honestly say, and I'm not just being like, you know, precious about this because I work with athletes. When you've seen someone in the village and you kind of see him at the dining hall or you see him at the training facility warming mm -hmm. up and 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 we have this whole spectrum of athletes that are coming yeah. here right so you have the people who are your best bet you know likely to be podium finishers and then you have people who are here kind of in the spirit of olympism and participation who are not going to get out of their first round who are not you know more or less medal they advance it will be a big victory for themselves in their country so I can tell you that there are big time races that I'm looking forward to those, you know, potential world record breaking performances. The women's 400 hurdles is gonna be bananas. Yeah. As a former 800 meter runner, but also someone who, you know, coming off of the previous world championships where the US was, you know, finished two of the top three on the women's side, super excited about that. Um, but I also am looking forward to watching that person run mm -hmm. who, you know, I remember getting off the bus and being so sort of yeah. awestruck that they were actually here. You had that direct, direct, you're going to yeah. have that direct, direct interaction with them yeah. and welcome taking them. taking pictures and right. trading pins and then to see them have their moment on Hayward Field in such an iconic place and such an iconic event. Those are, those are the races that kind of stick with you, right? Like I could go to Absolutely. the record books and I can, I can look up the results of the women's 100 final but I'm not going to remember it in the same way as I am those ones where you do have a personal connection. Mm. I hope to have a little bit of that experience just with some of these tiny countries that right. really have one athlete representing them, but through the Worldwide Welcome Relay, we've packed and repackaged yeah. so many <laughs> boxes of flags and banners. My geography skills have improved oh, greatly yeah. through this I'm nervous job. to go to trivia so, with you afterwards, for sure. So, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to following some of these countries that I had no idea they had a history of being strangely good at That's, the javelin based on their 
per capita population of javelin throwers. Yeah. I'm sure, so. in your brain, you're because you've seen all these videos of welcome. You're be like, oh, that school is gonna be so excited exactly. at how well they yeah. did. Yeah. Or, you know, their reaction to how well their country that they welcomed exactly. is gonna be powerful. Yeah, that's the stuff that sticks with you. Yeah. But AJ, you are. I mean, from the beginning, you. You were kind of involved in the development of the timetable and of, you know, ticket sales yep. and kind of making sure fans yep. get in seats and, and yep. there are great sessions for them to see. So, like, talk to us a little bit about how how that timetable has shaped up now. What can we see when and um, and what are... What are ticket sales saying the majority yeah. of people are looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, so generically, right, we have 16 sessions over the 10 days at Hayward Field, um, six morning sessions and 10 evening sessions. And across nearly every session, there a championship gold will be won, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So no matter whether you're there on day one or day 10, you're going to have an opportunity to see someone feel the glory, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, you Good know, job. Way thanks. to drop the tagline Thank there. goodness you're sitting in where you're sitting right now. Um, <laughs> And, you know, we think there are so many opportunities. I mean, that first day, as, you know, all this youth and community focus is going into the opening session, July 15th, that morning, there are so many awesome events happening, as well as so much activation happening to welcome the world, right, to the championships, right? Um, and then that opening night session is going to be the first chance Americans can potentially win some gold. Yeah. I mean, like, talk about a, what a way to start it all off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um and then each of those sessions, those first weekends, right? You know, you have 100-meter finals on Saturday, I believe. And then, you know, that whole – the sprint sessions is that first weekend, which is going to be super awesome. And then when you think about, you know, the different theme days and goals that we're trying to uh, accommodate, right? Monday, July 18th is the Women in the Spotlight Day where yep. it's all women's uh, competing, which like is women fantastic. competing, women announcing, women, announcing. women yeah. Like We've got women performers out there. Exactly. We're going to have live painters. We're going to have animation across the board. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Right? And that's one of the things I think that we said from the beginning. You know, one of our big strategic initiatives is drive change. Yep. And at this time, like, it's, it's crazy because with everything that's happened over the last two years, I think everyone's kind of stopped to ask themselves, what can we do? And there's this weird conflict almost between like what's performative and what's substantive and and sometimes you just have to do something right yep. and i think with the women in the spotlight we have said we're just gonna we're just gonna you know do what we can to make sure that from the people on the field of play to the people in the announcers booth and on cameras behind cameras we're just going to take it there, right, and and do something. And I'm proud of us for that. Yeah, I mean, the opportunities between 6 a.m. and 9 p.m., right, Yeah, is focused on that day, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And we, we had a focused mission, which I think is yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. And I say 6 a.m. because there's a marathon right. that happens that morning, the right. women's marathon, yeah. which is free and open, right? And there's no tickets necessary to go yeah. out and engage that as it's running through Eugene and Springfield. But, I mean, that was curated for that specific reason, yeah. too. Right. And it's and and I just want to dispel this rumor that I hear around town all the time, which is like I can't get tickets, which is not the case, not right? True. Right. I mean, there there are ways to engage with this event for free, mm -hmm. right across the board. Mm -hmm. um, there are youth tickets that are ten dollars that are mm -hmm. out there as well. 
but yeah, I mean, all the road races, the race walks uh, happening in front of Autzen Stadium on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, yep. right? Those mm-hmm. are all free. And then the men's and the women's marathon, which is July 17th, the men's, um, and July 18th, women's, mm-hmm. and Spotlight Day, the women's. Um, those are free, too. And for many people, it's going to run right in their backyard. Like, yeah. They actually don't have to get in their car to go see it, right? Yeah. How awesome is that? Why not? Why not? Why you not know, get bring out your there. coffee, you know, make some banana bread, make a couple signs, and, and cheer on, you know, 80 of the world's best runners, yeah. you know, running through Eugenia Springfield. And there's going to be a cohort of runners running yeah. on the 17th morning yeah. as well. Yeah. Good for, yeah. Nice yeah. Nicely yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, that is a pretty awesome opportunity if you wanted to run. share. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. A6 I mean. Uplift 5K is an opportunity for uh, local runners or statewide runners or anybody that's in town for the event to yeah. um, have the opportunity to register to run a 5K on a portion of the marathon course. You actually start and finish at the same start and finish as the championship yeah. runners. Yeah, and it's the same morning as sort of as yep. the, the men's race. The gun will go off, the men's will run yeah. literally two minutes later. So you're going to see everyone right there kind of Right there. Their you're going to be lining rides. up with the championship runners, right? Awesome. I, know. I was trying to curate my schedule to make time for that run, but unfortunately... I, know. I haven't made enough good. time to practice running to yeah. be able to do that run at the morning. Well, yeah. literally for me. <laughs> um, but it's, I mean, it's, it's amazing that this is almost here and it's incredible to think about you know what it means for Eugene Springfield what it means for Oregon really what having this event in the US means for the sport right yeah. as we move towards LA 2028 which is the first you know domestic olympic games since Atlanta um, it's we have kind of this cool opportunity responsibility to really bring track and field into focus. We all know it's it's one of the top three Olympic sports anyway, right? From from a visibility and um, a viewership standpoint, but to have a chance to really galvanize the running community and to create this platform where everyone from brands to runners to coaches and athletes can really kind of begin to build towards LA 2028, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Olympics are coming to our backyard. Yeah, in, in a way, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so. and I think I think we've done our part by uh, <laughs> by bringing bringing you know one of the top three Olympic sports to our backyard. Every as day, well. a little bit closer to that, right? We've yeah. started the conversations mm-hmm. for sure. Whether yeah. it's you know out on the ground through some of my work with youth engagement or just in my personal circles and yeah. networks yeah. for anybody that didn't know what world athletics championships was mm-hmm. who's close to me mm-hmm. now they've heard my channel more <laughs> yeah. times than, than well, they needed they to know. and they know but they're making the connection to the olympics yeah, you know it's always absolutely. the question yeah oh okay so then what's next olympics you know i think we're really creating the foundation for something very exciting and in, i think what kind of drew me to it you know i came from outside the sport as well but yeah. like you can really see yourself and your community mm-hmm. in the sport, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I've thrown a rock from time to time. Yeah. You know, like I ran around the track, you know, in school, right? And it's like, oh my gosh, I, I get that. I mean, they're yeah. doing it so much better, right? There's so much, I, I personally believe track and field has so much more relatability mm-hmm. than some of mm-hmm. the other sports that I, I've been a part of in the past. Yeah, no, it definitely has. So as we, as we move so ever so swiftly, Towards that first day, I know, like, okay, quick fire. Alex, what, what is the moment that, that you're looking forward to or when it's really going to hit you that, man, this is happening? 
For me, I think it's going to happen really fast on day one. My first assignment to check off the list happens really that first morning, mm -hmm. and um, that is the finale of this Worldwide Welcome Youth oh, Relay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, we're working to get thousands of kids into the stadium that morning, and 200-ish youth representatives will actually take part in an activation on the track during that opening wow. session where they serve as flag bearers. Yep. for um, the nations that we are welcoming um, just before we, we launch competition officially. So I already have yeah, the goosebump feeling know, right? <laughs> about how sure wonderful be your it will moment. be to give them the go signal and see it happen. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of other stuff we have to execute then for 10 yeah. days after that. Right. My job is not over <laughs> on session one, unfortunately. That is going to be such but, a special moment, um, though. But yeah, I know, I know that's when I'll get the most emotional, probably. Yeah. What about you, AJ? What are you looking forward to? Oh man, um, there's so much I'm looking forward to. I mean, we've been having conversations with all these different local participations and ways for mm -hmm. them to access and benefit off mm -hmm. of you mm -hmm. know the championships coming here. And then being able to see the food vendors be able to yeah. share their, their yeah. meals, the animators, the uh, entertainers, right? The, mm -hmm. the local people who have helped us kind of create and talk about this dream of a citywide activation. Yeah. You know, I think probably after two days of that happening, it's going to be like, wow, mm -hmm. you know, it, mm -hmm. it's it's so awesome. Yeah. I, I'm just so excited to hear the feedback of people, not only when they come to Hayward Field and see the incredible sport, but like talk about their experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think we'll start to hear that pretty quickly with all the work that's been done. I think so. I think it's, it's going to get real for me when my first bag of pole vault poles is lost somewhere oh out gosh. there in the international skies. And someone on my staff spends days searching for it. Well, I mean, you have athletes coming to the village here a couple days, right? I mean, yeah. showing up yeah. in no time. Yeah, the 10th. We start receiving people on the 10th. And, and actually that, in all honesty, is, is when it's real, is when people start to unload from those buses and you see the bags and the faces and all of the different, yeah. you know, international team kits and you realize that this that this thing is happening. I mean, I think that's that's when I Is there room really service the to their rooms in, in the uh, athlete village? There are rooms and there are services, but there is no There's room no, service okay. now. Just, no. just curious. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, thanks so much for, for just talking it up, guys. I mean, yeah. we don't get the chance to do this anymore. We're so operational now that we don't spend as In much weeds, time yeah. talking about the stuff that that motivates us, that brought us here, that gets us excited. But um, I'm thrilled to, to be working with you. And honestly, we do have a really, really strong team. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, confession, have already started missing not working with everyone anymore yeah. it's just my personality i'll work on that but <laughs> um i'm excited that i get to deliver this with you guys and super excited that we got to spend some time here on sport oregon voices letting everybody else know about world athletics championships oregon 22. and i want to thank each of you for joining us on this very first episode of sport oregon voices we hope to see you down here in tracktown usa um, you can get your tickets at AJ. WorldChampsOregon22.com. Don't listen to anyone who tells you there's no more tickets. There are definitely tickets. And we'd love to see you back here on Sport Oregon Voices for another episode in a couple weeks. It's not always going to be this dapper crowd that you've got here today, um, but it always will be fun and informative. So we hope to see you.